And good Tuesday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. As as we've got a lot to go over today, it is a nice day out there. A little sprinkly rain, but that's not really new to me. And uh, and, and but it's it's a nice temperature. No jacket needed this morning, so that was a that's a positive moving out. But a lot to talk about today as we'll talk XFL as we do on Tuesdays. We'll talk a little bit about Tennessee baseball hosting ETSU today. And then we also want to open up with the Rebels of Maryville High School uh, punching their ticket for a trip to Murfreesboro, a chance to win a state championship and an opportunity uh, to have both boys and girls in the borough for a chance for state championships. As you look at it, they defeated Dobbins Bennett last night, 61-55. to Again, 61-55. to But it was all over the place as to how this game would go. 12-15 to was what it was, the end of one in favor of the Rebels. And then a second half that, uh, or a second quarter that showed a little bit of fight out of Dobbins Bennett. The second quarter came to an end at a 20-20 to matchup. Dobbins Bennett put 20 points on the board in the third quarter to take a one-point lead into the second half or into the fourth quarter. And then Maryville put 22 on the board in the fourth quarter, their best scoring output of the night, and won the basketball game 61-55. to Maryville's Joe Anderson had 20 second-half points for a combined 20 points on the night. A.J. Davis had 16 points. Jack Brown with 11, Ashton Maples with 7, and Josh Silers also contributed 7. Joe Anderson marched into Maryville uh, late in the fourth quarter and pleaded for one more defensive stop. This story brought to you by Troy Provost Heron. Uh, The Rebels answered the call. They did so again and then again and then again. In a season defined by offensive firepower, Maryville utilized a series of very great defense to secure its first state tournament appearance since 2015, a 61-55 come-from-behind victory over Dobbins Bennett on Monday night. Uh, We just had to keep our composure and get stops, A.J. Davis told the Daily Times. He said, I knew the stops were coming, and luckily they came at the right time and we were able to capitalize. Maryville getting their 30th victory of the season will learn its draw from the Class AAA Blue Cross Basketball Championship at the Murphy Center today, 5 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central. That's when the draw will happen, and we'll know from then who they'll see next Wednesday evening or or day. The Rebels erased a six-point deficit with less than three minutes remaining with a perfectly executed full-court press that resulted in a five-second violation and an an inbound attempt, a 10-second backcourt violation, and another turnover on a loose ball that squirted out of bounds as players dove on the court to gain possession. Uh, It was, if if that sounded crazy, it was just as crazy watching it last night. Maryville held Dobbins Bennett, finishing the season 19 and 14, scoreless over the final two minutes, 
53 seconds and scored 12 points over that stretch. Anderson hit four free throws on consecutive possessions to start that rally, and Davis followed with a three-pointer that gave Maryville the lead they wouldn't relinquish, 56-55. to It's first lead since they were ahead 34-33 to in the third quarter. AJ said, I knew it was going to go in when I let it go. I was holding my follow-through, and then I fell, and I was just like, oh, Lord, please go in. So I crunched my toes, and it went in. <laughs> Superstitious much? Yesterday I told the told him that he was going to get his shots because they were going to leave him open and he better not back away from a three. Maryville coach Mark Eldridge added, A.J. has made so many big plays in his life, he's never going to feel pressure. The UAB football signee who has won two football championships on the gridiron showed no sign of nerves after missing the first of two free throws with just 34 seconds remain as he hits the second one to extend Maryville's lead to two. He also gets another opportunity to knock down two free throws to extend Maryville's lead and does just that, sinking two more later in the contest. Davis scored 10 of his 16 points after the halftime break, second only to Anderson, who scored 20 in the second half after being held scoreless in the first half. We thought an advantage we had was our senior guards versus their young guards, and their young guards are good, and they played well tonight. But when it comes down to it, Anderson and Davis knew this was was it for them. Uh, they just grinded it out, made the big plays, and finished it off. And that's what you expect guys like A.J. and Joe to do. So grinding it out. Where have you heard that before? Right here every morning. Junior Jack Brown joined Davis and Anderson in double figures with 11 points, while Ashton Maples and Josh Silers got their seven in. Maryville was limited to 20 points in the first half and spent most of the second half slogging through an uncharacteristic shooting performance. Uh, in and out, no good. I said a lot last night. Dobbins-Bennett responded to any scoring spurt the Rebels mustered with one of their own, including an 11-4 run to start the fourth after Anderson rattled off five unanswered points to end the third. Coach Eldridge said, It's frustrating because we know what kind of shooters we have, but we just couldn't make one tonight. Uh, give our guys credit because really good teams find ways to win at the end of games when they haven't had their best night. Those struggles left some doubt hovering over Maryville's bench for most of the final period. Then it buckled down, made every play it needed to down the stretch to take the next step towards a season-long goal. Anderson says we're not done yet. This is great, but this is just getting us somewhere. We're still playing three more games. I think that's a that's a good way to finish this story, but but really you look at it, and it was a game of momentum shift. Dobbins Bennett comes in. Uh, of course, I, I had some history uh, with the head basketball coach at Dobbins Bennett, had covered him before at a previous stop, and, and you know, he's a really good guy, really good coach, and I knew his guys were going to be ready to play, but the travel from Dobbins Bennett to Maryville, I was like, well, you know, that's, that's a pretty good piece. That's going to impact them. They're warming up, and, and quite frankly, they're missing a lot of shots in warm-ups, and I'm like, these guys are flat. These guys are having a rough time, and Maryville's doing their thing, you know, business-like, you know, knocking them down. Joe's having a good warm-up. AJ's having a good warm-up. Ashton's playing around. But they start clicking a little bit, and, and, and you're like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Game starts, Dobbins Bennett, like, turn. they cut their eyes uh, to Maryville, and the next thing you know, 
Uh, this is a dogfight for, for 32 minutes. Eight-minute quarters, four of them, and I don't know that it let up any of it. Every possession mattered last night, and, and it took all of them uh, to get what we needed to do. You know, two minutes and 53 seconds is what the, the final call is going to be because they, didn't, they weren't allowed to score in that time period, shut down defense by the Rebels. But you want to talk about getting a lead and then forcing a team's hand. Maryville knew how to do that. Talking with my father-in-law after the game, he's my he's my bleed off. Like as as I call him, he he gives me a, a, a you know a little talk about how the broadcast went. He talks about the game, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great talk. But he said something that I think's really 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 meaningful for for anybody out there that that didn't get a chance to see this game. He said Maryville doesn't feel pressure. They don't understand what it's like to be pressured because they expect to win. And I think that's a great point. I think what you what you find through that comment is is a culture of winning. And, and that's so hard to build and so hard to ha- hang on to. A culture of winning. Talk about the football players. Uh, you know, Ashton Maples, AJ Davis, uh, Drew Crowder. They don't they don't they don't feel pressure. They play for Maryville. They're supposed to win. And that's what they do. And, and I think, you know, you look at it, they've had some hiccups against Cleveland. They've had a hiccup here or there. But when they come out of this deal, they're on point. They know what, what's supposed to happen and they get it done. And I think that is, that is a, a, a calling card of Coach Eldridge. I think that's a, a calling card of this basketball team. And I think it's a calling card of Joe Anderson. You look in the second half, he had 20 points. And there were times there in the third quarter where I'm like, we got to. We need to slow this thing down. We'd come down, take a shot. Come down, take a shot. No pass. And and, and I was nervous that we had become the hunter, as as what I'm saying is turning the basketball and putting it up too quick. I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna have a clinic on how what it means that to need to pass the basketball before you shoot, go watch Tennessee. There's a lot of that going on. Uh, and it's something that, that comes with youth. It's something that comes with, with pressure. And and maybe three possessions last night I saw that. But the rest of the time, methodical Maryville basketball is what I saw. And Joe Anderson, in typical Joe form, led this basketball team. You know, I think from the bench, Mark Eldridge, Coach Mark Eldridge, uh, did a great job of, of keeping his guys cool at timeouts, taking really good timeouts. At times when the game had either swung their way or was starting to swing out, and 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 I thought he took a good job or did a good job of of moving that way and getting his guys uh, corralled in and and gave him a chance to to get a breather. But you know, you look at you look at Dobbins Bennett, what they were getting out at Relaford. I thought he did a great job. I don't know that anybody shut out Joe for a half uh, all season. And number twenty for Dobbins Bennett Relaford, he he was able to do that, and, and I thought. Him getting into foul troubles in the second half meant a lot uh, to the Rebels, but at the same rate, it took a lot out of of the Indians from Dobbins Bennett. Uh, as as Dobbins Bennett rolled in uh, to Maryville, I think they wanted to win. I think they expected to win. You know, I talked to uh, uh, several people before the game. Uh, coach Billy Duncan was at the game. I don't know if those remember. He was head coach at Heritage for a while. He he actually was a state championship winner at Greenville. Uh, they're, they're with Coach Poor, uh, and, and so a lot of people came to watch this game. Of course, Coach Randy Lambert saw him there. He's a, he's a regular. 
over at Maryville High School, and uh, and he watches a lot of good games. But nonetheless, um, the 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 fact remains, uh, it's a tough place to win at Maryville High School, and and Maryville. Uh, made it tough on Dobbins Bennett, starting their season with a loss to Maryville and ending their season with a loss to Maryville. It was a big moment uh, for both Maryville and Dobbins Bennett, and Maryville reigned supreme. They stepped up, got out, and and really pushed the issue and allowed that to be uh, be the sw- be the song that that told the story. So uh, Maryville will advance to next week's uh, A championship round. Eight teams go. And they play on Wednesday. They will have an off day on Thursday. They will play on Friday if they win on Wednesday. And then championship round would be on Saturday, the lone, the lone game there, there to be had. But you kind of focus on, on the next game. You, you don't know who you're going to get yet. They will draw this afternoon, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Uh, Central. And, and they'll, they'll see what that looks like and how – uh, they they who they will match up against uh, moving forward, but I, I really feel like uh, there there's not a ton of uh, or it's actually 5 p.m. local, 6 p.m. central. Yeah, that's uh, or 5 p.m. central, 6 p.m. local. Let me get my words right. But 6 p.m. Eastern, they will announce who Maryville will play. It's going to be exciting. I don't I don't know that Maryville has a team they don't want to play. Uh, I think you look at it, and there's going to be a lot. Uh, to be had, uh, the girls will play Wednesday. They'll play Whitehaven, uh, so so that's a game to be to be hopeful for. And, and again, uh, there's opportunity uh, for both these teams to move on and have a chance to play for a state championship. But you know, it, it's one of those deals. Rebel Radio over there on WGAP, they want to go to to Cook or they want to go to Murfreesboro. They want to bring. Uh, the broadcast back here to Maryville, to Blunt County, and and you can help with that. Uh, if you have a local business or you know someone that does and you want to hear the Lady Rebels or the Rebels on the radio, give us a call at the station, 724-1100-724-1100, or give me a call, 423-608-3400. Again, the station is 724-1100, or... Call me direct, 423-608-3400. We've got a per-game uh, rate that will get your business some exposure. We'll get you some daytime spots. And then also you'll get the Rebels on the radio for the championship round. So, uh, again, give us a call. We'll make it happen. And, of course, the kids have earned it. Uh, they deserve an opportunity to, to have that broadcast for them. And, again, we want to make that happen uh, right here for, for people that want to listen here in Maryville and Blunt County. But uh, let's take us a quick break, listen to these fine sponsors. If you like what you're hearing, you should go check us out. Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitter, the whole gamut. Search The Grind on Sports and we'll pop right up. So check us out, like the page, and you can get The Grind at your convenience. But uh, we'll be back. We're going to take a break and listen to these fine sponsors. You're listening to the Monday, or to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. We'll be right back. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. The Great Smoky Mountains Food Truck Festival is coming to Little Arrow Outdoor Resort in Townsend on March 28th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Enjoy a fun-filled day by the river with nearly 40 food trucks from the East Tennessee region. An event for all ages, parking, shuttle service, and swag pack are included with your ticket. Bring your own refillable water bottle to minimize the environmental impact. Tickets are only $5 and may be purchased on Facebook at Great Smoky Mountains Food Truck Festival. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of The Grind. If you like what you've, you're hearing, you should go and see what you can see at thegrindonsports.com. It's a it's a website we are building with 42nd Street Marketing. They're right here in Maryville off McCayman Avenue, and they are invested. Invested in building uh, brands into reality and have, of course, invested in into getting you what you deserve and what you need out of your out of your business or out of your 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 side hustle, whatever that looks like. 
42nd Street Marketing can make it happen for you. Check them out online, 42sd.com. That's 42sd.com. You can look at their services, a portfolio, their jobs, how to get a hold of them, and then, of course, some options that you may have. But also, you can give them a call. Talk to Miss Jana, 865-382-7007. Check them out again. Check out their work here in about maybe one week. Check out thegrindonsports.com. But they've, they've helped me out. They're going to help me with social media, and Lord knows I need it. And uh, 42nd Street can help you as well. Again, check them out online, 42sd.com, or give them a call, 865-382-7007. But as we switch gears here, we're going to talk a little XFL. As, as it seemed like it was an extreme league last night at Maryville High School, the XFL actually completed – Week number five over the weekend as the Saturday slate of games had the Seattle Dragons headed to Houston to take on the undefeated Roughnecks at 4-0. And at the end of the day, after a P.J. Walker game he would like to forget, a 32-23 Roughneck victory uh, moved Houston to 5-0 and, and remain the only undefeated team in the league. Seattle came in with a good, good game plan, turned him over a couple times, turned over P.J. Walker, and honestly... Uh, had some short fields that 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 allowed them to score early and often, and really push out a, a situation to where I wasn't real sure I wasn't real sure Houston was going to get it done, but they did, uh, and it kind of was on the shoulders of PJ Walker. Is one of those if he dug the hole, he'll dig out of it, and and a little bit of that was true against Seattle. If you look at the the uh, the PJ Walker twenty seven to thirty eight seventy one percent completion. For 351 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Not a terrible day, but those two interceptions led to 14 dragon points. If you look at eight, at Williams at the running back position, he led the way with 54 yards, but Butler right behind him at 52 yards. So uh, 106 yards on the ground, respectively. Uh, rushing category for Seattle, their leading rushers had 30 yards apiece. It was B. Daniels, the quarterback, and Farrow, uh, number 24, Seattle. Both had 10 attempts at 30 yards. Not the greatest of, uh, of, of options there. And then their leading receiver, it was number 13, Prohl, and he had five targets, three catches for 56 yards. Uh, if you look on the, uh, the roughneck side of things, the leading was, of course, Cam Phillips, number 14. He had 13 targets, 10 catches for 122 yards. And Mobley, was right on his heels, six catches for 95 yards. I thought, I thought really, uh, this score is not indicative of how the game went as far as Roughnecks ended up late in the game really taking control, but I thought early miscues allowed, allowed Seattle to hang around. And honestly, barring a situation to where, um, barring a situation to where uh, they were turning over there late in the game, I don't know that Seattle doesn't have an opportunity uh, to do something with this. And I know people are thinking, did you watch it? Did you see that they they left two seconds on the field and Seattle should have had an opportunity? I did. I did. And my, my thoughts on that are, I'm a Tennessee fan, so maybe I'm a little more pessimistic than most. Um, should they have got an opportunity to, to have those two seconds? Absolutely. World without end, amen. That was their two seconds to have. They needed an opportunity to go out there. After the fourth down, kneel down, there was two seconds to go. 
They should have had it first and 10. Ball on Houston's 21 with a chance uh, to go in, have a chance for a three-point play, and, and possibly tie this game up. But, as Johnny Majors always said, if ifs and buts were cookies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. It didn't happen. Referees made a bad bad call, uh, didn't get the players back out there. Maybe my cup's half empty. I'm a Houston fan, uh, but it, it worked out. Uh, 32-23 is your final. Houston moves to 5-0, and and, and a further stranglehold there on, on those XFL West standings. But you look at it, uh, Seattle falls in, in this matchup. They fall uh, to, to still only having the lone victory there. And they fall to Houston 32-23. to The evening game on Saturday was the New York Guardians headed to the Dallas Renegades. This is a matchup that, again, the Renegades let one get away from them as the New York Guardians made Nelson very uncomfortable, the quarterback for the Renegades, and, uh, and forced into some, some bad situations. Nelson for the Renegades, 28-49, of 49, 57% passing for 210 yards and two interceptions. Cameron Artis Payne, the leading rusher for the for the Renegades, six carries, 25 yards. The leading uh, receiver for the, the Renegades, Nagel, number three, he had seven catches for 46 yards. You're not going to win a lot of games uh, when that's your when that's your output. That's your leading output. New York put it together a little bit uh, more than that. Luis Perez, 16 of 30 for 53 percent, but he had 229 on the on through the air. One touchdown, one interception. Victor was the leading running back, 15 carries, 58 yards. And Pearson was the leading catch getter at five catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Luis Perez is a winner. I mean, you talk about him. I kind of mentioned him last week, I think. He's a guy who played in the AAF. He was the quarterback for the Birmingham Iron. And uh, and he's kind of a – I told Jeff off the air, I said, I think he looks like Kylo Ren. And then he named the actor's name, and I'm like, yeah, Kylo Ren. Sorry, I'm I'm not an actor guy. Like I, I know I know like Johnny Depp because like that's really like pop culture. But if if you're an actor that's uh, that's just done a handful of things, I'm just gonna call you by what you what you are in the movie. For the longest time, Jim Carrey was was Ace Ventura, so it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that I don't like you as an actor. It just means I don't really care to remember your name. But anyway. I digress, but uh, Luis Perez and the and the Guardians knock off the Renegades. I thought this was a big culture shift in the league, as as the Guardians are an East team, so it really didn't it really didn't impact the West standings per se. But it is it is a number three team in the East knocking off the number two team in the West. I thought that that carried a little bit of weight. I thought that looked kind of interesting, and then when you look at it, Dallas two and three now. Uh, they have a, a nice three-game gap uh, on uh, uh, below Houston in that in that XFL West. I mean, probably one they're one win and one loss, one win for Houston and one loss for Dallas away from this thing being sealed up in Houston, locking in their playoff spot. I think they could do so. Maybe not next week, but the following week for sure. Uh, have an opportunity to close this deal out. But that was the Saturday slate. I think I picked those correct. I'd have to go back and look. But uh, I picked the Roughnecks, and then I, I questioned the injured gar- Renegades. But uh, I may have went with the Renegades just because I want Jeff to be happy. 
Maybe I did that. <laughs> I'm just total, total garbage there. But anyway, anyway, I do want Jeff to be happy. I just that wasn't why I made the pick. I want to clarify that. But Sunday, uh, the matchups were the the St. Louis Battlehawks and the DC Defenders. I missed on this one. Uh, the DC Defenders hold down the home front and knock off St. Louis 15 to six. And really, what was a a hodgepodge of uh, of really miscues by both teams, but 15 to six, DC gets the the advantage. And then the nightcap, and I call it the nightcap because it was a nine o'clock game. West Coast vibes uh, all over that time start, but the LA Wildcats 41 to 34 victory over the Tampa Bay Vipers. The Vipers are. I've called them the Vandy of the XFL because they'll play you really close and always let you win. That's the V on their on their logo. And I know the all whoever a Vandy fan out there is going, well, they beat Tennessee a year ago. We know, we know. But uh, Tampa Bay, nonetheless, is is kind of one of those teams that can't seem to get over the hump. If you look at the standings. Uh, Tampa Bay sitting there last in the East Division at one and four, and they've probably you know if you look at touchdowns for and against, they have the most touchdowns for. They're tied with the BattleHawks, most touchdowns for in the East standings, and honestly, they're they're best for third in the West standings. West having more firepower if you look at at top to bottom, but you look at touchdowns against, uh, they have the most in the league at fifteen. So. That's the defense is letting the Tampa Bay Vipers down, but at the same rate, uh, they've only got one in the left-hand column, only one in the win column, and they sit at a negative four on the touchdown ratio. So Tampa's got some work to do, and L.A. has continued to to kind of claw their way back in. Two and three on the season. They are now tied with the Dallas Renegades for second place in the West Division. And honestly, that's where you got to be. Uh, the top two teams in each division go to the playoffs, and if you're there, you get an opportunity. If you don't, see you next year, hopefully. Uh, again, the league the league being in year one and being a spring league, there's always that, uh, that discussion of how that will look. But week six, a little bit of preview. Uh, Houston Roughnecks head to the New York Guardians. They'll be the 2 p.m. start time on Saturday, March the 14th. It'll be on ABC uh, Saturday, March 14th, the nightcap, 5 p.m. start time. St. Louis heads to Tampa Bay to take on the Vipers. And then Sunday, the Renegades are in D.C. to take on the Defenders. And on the nightcap, 7 p.m. start time on ESPN2, the L.A. Wildcats take on the Seattle Dragons. See, that's that should be a 9 o'clock game. Those are both West Coast teams. The 9 o'clock makes more sense in that game. But anyway, I'm not a scheduler, obviously, and they don't ask my opinion. But I, they get it at 6 to 7 every morning, whether they want it or not. But 2 p.m. start on ABC is the Guardians and the Roughnecks. On 5 o'clock on Saturday, Fox Sports 2, the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Vipers. On Sunday, 4 o'clock start will be Fox Sports 1, will be the Dallas Renegades and the D.C. Defenders. And Sunday, March 15th at 7 p.m., on ESPN2 will be the LA Wildcats and the Seattle Dragons. That's the XFL update for the week. We're going to take a break. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back tonight, Tennessee baseball looks to rebound from their first series loss of the season and only their second loss of the season this early season. And they'll host ETSU tonight to try to rebound on a midweek game here in 2020. We'll talk baseball when we flip. 
You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go Go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Rural King wants to help your dog thrive, which is why we offer Hills Bioactive Recipe. Hills took their scientific knowledge of dogs' biology to blend the most effective ingredients into specific combinations that offer tailored benefits to your dog's health. Science Diet helps your dog grow, learn, be fit, radiant, and adds vigor throughout each life stage. That's biology in action. Pick up a 22-pound bag of Hills Bioactive Recipe for $55.99 at Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Don't miss Pizza Hut Spirit Day. Help raise funds for Maine support. That's M-A-N-E support. The second Monday of every month at Pizza Hut, 804 Foothills Mall Drive, Maryville, 375 Hannam Street, Alcoa and 2418 Airport Highway in Alcoa. From 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. All you need to do is order a pizza from Pizza Hut on the second Monday of every month, and Maine Support receives 20% of all sales. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and, of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to The Grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition of the grind as we step into the baseball diamond or on to the baseball diamond. Uh, Tennessee hosts ETSU tonight as the Buccaneers come in 
to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, 12 and 2 on the season, an eight-game win streak, 11 and 1 at home, 1 and 1 on the road. They've got a pretty impressive schedule. Uh, ETSU has taken down Toledo. They swept the Rockets in a 6-2, 15-1, 9-7 affair. Virginia Tech uh, is their first loss of the season. It was on February the 18th. Then they, they lost one of the three games to Ryder the next weekend as they win 7 to nothing, lose 7-4, to and then win 10-4. to Clemson, they beat the Tigers 5-3 to in Clemson and then sweep Georgia State uh, this past weekend, 9-3, 18-7, five to and 5-4. Five to the ETS, ETSU baseball tournament uh, saw the, the Buccaneers defeat Wagner 13-1, defeat Marist 2-1, and defeat the Ohio Bobcats 6-4. So they will head to Tennessee uh, with really a little bit ahead of steam, an eight-game win streak, and an opportunity to knock off an SEC baseball school. The ETSU baseball team is off to a strong start there in 2020 and has, has like we said, an eight-game win streak to carry to Knoxville. An upset win over Clemson is what they hold their hat on, but they're looking to add Tennessee to that list. Hopefully, that's not the case. But ETSU, uh, the Bucks are fourth in the nation in triples and are sixth in slugging percentage at 525 on the mound. ETSU's pitching staff is fifth in Division I with a 4.65 strikeout-to-walk ratio. And offensively, Jake Lyle has started every game and ranks 122nd in the nation among players with a 389 batting average. If you look at it as a team, the Bucks are hitting 295 and hold a 293 ERA of ETSU's 136 hits on the season, 59 or extra base hits, 31 doubles, nine triples, and 19 home runs. So they've uh, they've put a little bit of work in. The Bucks will be throwing Tucker Rogers uh, tonight for his third midweek start this season. He's one and zero after allowing a total of three runs between starts at Virginia Tech and Clemson. He secured the upset win over the Tigers on February 25th with five innings and giving up just two runs on six hits. Recently, he pitched one inning on Saturday against Wagner and allowed no hits, struck out one, and walked one. Tennessee starter Camden Sewell has not thrown a pitch this season. Last year, he was 4-1 in five starts, 43 strikeouts, 45.1 innings of work. The Vols entered last weekend 13-0 but dropped the series to enter tonight's matchup at 14-2. UT's hitting 307 as a team and holds a 1.81 ERA on the mound, scoring 10.2 runs per game. The Vols have 67 extra base hits. Offensively, Liam Spence have started in 15 of the Vols' 16 games and host a 362 batting average with two doubles and a home run. He holds a 483 on base percentage as one of five Vols with 10 or more walks. Tennessee leads the nation in ERA and scoring per game. The Vols are second in Division I with 118 walks and 163 total runs. Last season, ETSU always meets Tennessee normally. The two teams split last season's home-and-home series with the road team winning in each contest. In ETSU's win on the road, the Bucks struck big in the second inning with five runs that ultimately defeated the Vols 
six to five. The series history looks a little like this last year, or the Vols lead the all-time series sixty-six to twenty, and Tennessee holds a twenty-nine eleven record in Knoxville. The Bucks have defeated their in-state rival in each of the three, each of the three five seasons, including three games in Knoxville. Uh, ETSU fans. Uh, will be in attendance as there's a lot of alumni on this side of the state. So ETSU, I think, will be well represented in Lindsey Nelson, but hopefully the Vols uh, can take what they need and get the victory over a really good ETSU baseball team, a team that that continues to to improve. I mean, ETSU athletics in general uh, continue to get a lot better, but this is a great test midweek, and it's a wonderful, wonderful is maybe a heavy word, but it's a really good test. Uh, for this baseball team headed into conference play. Uh, This is the last game before uh, an opener against South Carolina for a reason. I think this is is a preparation game in the fact that this team, good, bad, or indifferent, they're going to hustle, they're going to put the work in, and they're going to give you all they've got. And and when you look at their record, it proves that. 12-2, they've got wins over Clemson. Uh, they've got wins over uh, big big teams, and and I think when you look at that, that means this team's disciplined. That means they know how to go on the road and get wins. They've done that, and it'll see. We'll see how they do with a little ride over to Knoxville here this afternoon. Again, ETSU not a not a far cry from Knoxville, but nonetheless, they will be the road team in Knoxville, and they will be uh, the hunted as Tennessee looks to rebound from their first loss of the season as well as their first series loss of the season this past weekend against Wright State so again a a non-conference opponent that leads up to conference play you wish the best for the Vols but they've just got to dig in get their get their heels kind of got into the mud or their their faux grass if you will uh, since there's turf on Lindsey Nelson but and also uh, hit the baseball timely hitting's what let them up uh, there this weekend kind of had a problem uh, with that, but uh, we'll hope the best for Tennessee in their matchup with ETSU. I picked the Vols uh, just because I think Tony Vitello's probably had a couple days uh, to really, really kind of, I guess, lash and, and beat around on what, what happened this weekend. And I think they'll come out renewed, rejuvenated, and get the victory over ETSU. But let's take our last break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors. If you like what you're hearing or haven't caught the entire show, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, any of those platforms. Google Pod or Google Play Music and Apple Podcast also has every show from the Grind on Sports. Go to your your search bar, put in the Grind on Sports, and we'll pop up, like the page, and then grind on from there. At your leisure, you can listen to the show. We want to do that because everybody's not a six to seven commuter. So again. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Google Podcast, and or Google Play Music, and also Apple Podcast is all places you could find uh, those. If you if you just want a quick link to where you can go and get all of those, get on our website, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Like it, love it, grind with us every day. But we're going to take our last break of the day to listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, we're going to finish up what's been a quick Tuesday edition of the grind. We'll be right back. 
Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Tired of your current job? Looking for a career change? Take the first step by attending the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th from 1 to 5 p.m. at the Foothills Mall in Maryville. Sponsored by Blackberry Farm, Pellissippi State Community College, Clayton Homes, and the City of Maryville, more than 40 employers will be on hand with jobs available in hospitality, medical services, telecommunications, construction, internet technology, and much more. So find your next career at the Blunt County Job Fair on March 24th at Foothills Mall. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair is coming up Saturday, March 14, 2020 from 10 to 2.30 at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center, 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. And all proceeds support the Alcoa Kiwanis projects. The appraisers are CaseAntiques.com. So bring your coins, gold, books and documents, guns and military items. Appraisals for individual items are $5 each. General opinions for large collections, $15. And chili lunches will be available. It's the Alcoa Kiwanis Antique Appraisal Fair, Saturday, March 14th, at the Maryville First Baptist Church Family Life Center at 202 West Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville. For more information, contact David Dugan at 865-984-6551. We'll see you there. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and you're listening to the Tuesday edition 
of the grind as we've talked Rebel Victory as the men will head to Murfreesboro to meet the ladies as the ladies will start tomorrow and the men will start a week from tomorrow. So it's fun times if you're if you're a Rebel fan. And if you're an Alcoa Tornado, again, a great season uh, has been had as the phone lines light up. Let's see what we've got here on the phone lines. Hey, you're on the grind. Good morning, Wayno. What's up, Mr. Ward? I'm just sitting here. Hey, uh, talk a little bit about this Rebels. I, I'm, I'm just joining late here. Uh, what about the defense in that in that late in that fourth quarter by the Maryville Rebels? You, you know, I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. It, it's just a it's a moment to where when when things get tight, the Rebels don't. They don't they don't rattle. They don't do a lot of things. Joe Anderson at the final timeout said, "Listen, guys, one more stop." And then they got another one. And then they got another one. They they held Dobbins Bennett scoreless in the last two minutes, 58 seconds, and really, really took the game over. The gym was rocking, so I think the fans helped a lot. But at the same rate, it was a clean brand of defense because, you know, it had been a kind of a tightly called basketball game from the officiating standpoint. But uh, Joe Anderson took one away from him. I thought I thought Josh Silers did a great job rebounding and, and doing things to get Maryville more possessions and more opportunities to score. But uh, ice in their veins. Joe Anderson, A.J. Davis uh, led the way. And then, like I said, rebounding by the rest of the bunch. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, I know Joe leads the way, but they got, they got a lot of role players. That Silers you was ta- talking about, man, I watched him play the other night, and he had four or five threes in like the third quarter. I mean, it was it was sick how good this guy was shooting the ball, you know. Yeah, he's a young kid, but he's really good. And then and you talk about Jack Brown. I mean, he's another one that can play inside out. He's a big body. He likes to drive the basketball, but he can shoot the three just as well as anybody. Yeah, and then on the ladies' side of it, uh, you got Miss Basketball uh, nominee uh, Danae Fritz. She, she's a player. And then what about the year Grayson Patterson's had? She goes to the state playing soccer, and now she's going to the state playing basketball. Uh, you know that's and Jazz Irvin, she's she's a she's a she's a beast in the middle. I'm telling you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the ladies' team it's a it's a different dynamic. They're they're a little bit more stretch the court and 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 push issue, but I, I like what they bring to the table too. You know, Danae Fritz is is kind of the the poster child, if you will. She's the one that scores the basketball and has a lot of opportunities. Uh, that that are showing up at the next level, but yeah, I think you're right. Grayson Patterson, she came off the bench the other night, Saturday night, and had three quick threes in a row, and, and really kind of blew that game uh, wide open. But then, then like you said, Jazz Irvin underneath, uh, she's a rebounding machine. If she gets two hands on it and somebody takes it away from them, you better sign that kid because they're special. And that Mick and Mick, if she she can flat out shoot it too, and you got Vananda hustling all over the court and Cunningham all over the place. He, you got a good. They got a good squad too. I'll tell you, if you put those three—Cunningham, Venanda, and, and and Fritz on the floor all at the same time—I don't know that there's a team in East Tennessee, let alone maybe the whole state, that can keep up with them athletically because they can push the basketball up the floor quicker than than most ladies' teams I've seen ever. So I, I think what you look at there is 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 people have to pick what they're going to give up, and I think at the high school level you want that scenario to play out. You want a team that sits there and goes, we can't cover them all. What are we going to give up? And and I think when you do that with the Lady Rebels, you're going to get beat. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, see how it turns out for them and uh, wish them the best of luck. I tell you, I heard they're taking up donations to uh, to put new nets up. They've had to cut two down here in two days. Well, 
I'd, I'd say they'll come up with the money. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. But, uh, you know, what about that? I mean, the game last night, it was in question a lot. I mean, and Dobbins Bennett, give them credit. They came down here from Upper East Tennessee having lost in their district championship, having lost in their regional championship, and their head was held high, and they, they fought that battle all the way. They just came up two minutes short. I mean, honestly, uh, played good enough to win for, for 30 of the 32 minutes and just couldn't seal the deal. But, uh, you know, that that's what – you know, I don't know if you heard earlier I said the Rebels, they, they just don't blink. You know, I think having some of those football players on the team help this this matter a little bit, but they just – they don't understand the pressure. They don't feel it. They just play basketball, and they expect – things to work out in their favor and more times than not this season it has 30 victories yeah. four losses it, it was it was a huge play when joe drew the fifth foul on their best player i can't remember what his name was but yeah relaford yeah that, yeah that 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 was a turning point in the game in my opinion you know there was there was a couple times see joe got in foul trouble late there was you know there was aj joe and ashton all went to the half with two fouls and i I looked at Jude at the half and said, that's a big deal. You know, that's going to be a huge turning point because we're not going to be able to to kind of keep that physicality going in the second half. And, and, and you know what? They they kept the physicality, but they played clean basketball. And I thought I thought that, you know, that was a, a turning point as well. Joe turned them over, I think, with, I want to say, like a minute and a half to go. He kind of did that little weave where he gets under their – basically under their elbow and then just takes mm-hmm. the basketball away from them and spins around and and before the guy knows that the ball's gone Joe's going the other way it's the cleanest thing I've ever seen how big was the offensive rebounding in in the fourth quarter by the rebels oh man Siler's pretty much took over offensive rebounding there was a point where he got a feed down low went up strong and it went off the front of the rim he gets his own rebound tries to go up again it bounces off the iron again gets it again and feeds it out to Jack Brown, who take who jumps in and takes like about a twelve foot jump shot to knock it down. I'm like, that's that's a winning play right there. Now everybody's going to remember AJ's three out out there to take the lead. And granted, a huge shot in a in a game where the Rebels only knocked down four three point shots, that was as big as it got. But at the same rate, you don't get those shots if Silers doesn't take the take care of business underneath. Yeah, I didn't get to go to the game, but I, I listened to you guys. Uh you and Jude on the radio and it just felt like I was there you guys you guys were very excited about it was a little raw I'll be honest with you it was it was pretty awesome Awesome. all right man you have a good day and I'll see you soon hey see you boss always fun talking to Mr. Ward and again you can give us a call 865-983-4310 we got about five minutes to go till the top of the hour but but right here at the end of the the show uh again just want to kind of throw it out there what what is at stake and what's an options uh out there for one to listen to this show but two how you can how you can click in how you can get the rebels on the on the air for the state tournament because again murfreesboro's a long way there will be uh will there will be some options at the championship level for tv but until then uh, we'll try to get you some radio broadcast uh, to get that that up and running. But again, if you're interested in getting the Rebels on the airwaves for the state tournament games, again, starting tomorrow will be the girls. So we got to get on this. Give us a call, 724-1100. That's 724-1100. Or hit me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, direct message, and we'll make it happen. It's We'll make it really affordable. We want these kids on the air. We just want to get the 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 travel and the the accommodations 
uh, taken care of. But, but again, great teams deserve great representation, and it can start right here at WGAP. Blunt Broadcasting, our sister station, uh, is the home for the Rebels, and we will, of course, want to broadcast on WGAP. But again, you can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter, direct message. You can call me, 423-608-3400. Also text, however that needs to look. Uh, And then you can also call the station, 724-1100. That's 724-1100. Make it happen. Support these local kids and, and get that up and running. And again, uh, there, there's also ways you can get on get on bluntbroadcasting.com, get on wgapradio.com. Uh, there's ways to contact us and make this thing happen. But right here at the tail end of the show, also, if you like what you've heard today uh, and you want to hear more of it or you're just interested in, in catching the entire show, maybe you tuned in late, uh, maybe you can check it out on, on thegrindonsports.com. There's a SoundCloud feed there. And, again, you can go on SoundCloud and hear every show we've ever put on here since August 1st, 2018. That's a long time. I think it's like 390 shows now. And then also, uh, you talk about where you can find us on social media. We post every show every day to social media. You can follow us on Instagram, The Grind On Sports. On Twitter, The Grind On Sports. Are you seeing a trend? On on SoundCloud, The Grind On Sports. And on Facebook, the grind underscore WKVL. But search The Grind on Sports. You'll find us on Apple Podcast and also on Google Play Music. But if you need a hub to jump to all of those social medias, check us out. TheGrindOnSports.com. That's TheGrindOnSports.com, your source for everything The Grind right here on WKVL. But we're going to, you know, right here, uh, we're going to head on out. Today's Tuesday edition has been fun. We've talked XFL. We've talked the Rebels advancing to the championship round. Both the men and the women have an opportunity to go to Murfreesboro and bring back home a gold basketball. That's the the hope for both of those squads and, of course, what we want to see happen there in Murfreesboro. But as we head on out, I want to uh, give a little bit bit of of time for for one of our sponsors, a, a great sponsor here for for rebel radio a great sponsor of of mine and then of course want to thank them for all they've done this season but we're going to head on out if you're on your way to work or on your way home take care be safe and yes grind on whitlock and company certified public accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses Serving Blunt County for over 30 years. Everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation, review, and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle, in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638. Or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com.
Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports.